Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to discuss the month of July 2023 and what we can anticipate on a personal level as well as a global level. And I've really been looking forward to talking about it. So I'm excited to kind of jump in, but as always at the beginning of these segments, I like to remind everyone that we use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology, which is different than the Western tropical system. So if you'd like to learn more about the differences between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology. Now there is a podcast embedded there that shares specifically the differences, some of the differences between these two systems. And I also have playlists available that organize the houses, the planets, the signs, the nakshatra, some interviews. So if you feel like diving down the rabbit hole of Vedic astrology, it is a little bit more accessible though. You will have to have Spotify downloaded because they're all on Spotify right now. So man, What a time to be alive. Everyone is moving through different periods, right? Like depending on our birth chart and depending on our dashas, all of us are moving through different things, moving through different periods of life, moving through various changes. And I happen to be in one of like the coolest periods of my life in recent history. Like (laughs) I'm having so much fun. (laughs) I'm having a great time. And I think that, I mean, it's not a secret, like hopefully everyone who listens to this regularly knows that I have a strong Saturn by now. I have a really strong Saturn in my chart. And so it's like duty and responsibility and consistency and like being pragmatic is really a priority most of the time. And also this has been such an interesting period to uphold those values that are so important to me while also releasing and allowing my life to change and allowing hmm, allowing the narrative to change that I had for my life. Like I had constructed this idea that my life was limited to look a specific way and to follow a certain path. And I've been really having the opportunity to release and let go of that and kind of play in... Um, the mystery and not needing to have my entire life planned and not needing to control my future with adhering to this certain narrative that I had for myself. And it's so liberating. And, um, I think that there's so much value and merit in the Saturnine qualities of consistency and diligence. And I think that it is a balance. I think that we can be the most diligent and responsible when we also allow ourselves to, know to like have the wisdom to know when to release and let go and let things be a little bit less planned and less rigid. There needs, there always needs to be that balance. Right. Um, but I just want to extend that to someone somewhere. If you have a tendency to kind of get locked in this idea of what you think your life is going to look like or what you think is possible or, you know, what you think the outcome is going to be because, it's very rarely what we think it's going to be, I think. And I think that that's kind of like the divine mysteries way of playing with us. Um, and so just remember that this is an interactive experience. It's between us and that 
divine mystery, whatever you want to call it, the universe, God, divinity, spirit, whatever it is to you, but you're a co-creator and this life has so much opportunity and so much to offer and um, so much grace. And so just try to feel into that and remember that we have so much agency and so much liberty and try not to get too stuck in a rigid way of being, especially if it's not serving you and things can be flexible to change at any moment. What you wanted 10 years ago doesn't need to be what you want today. What you want today can completely change and transform in a year, in six months. We have so much room to, to wiggle. We have so much wiggle room. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. That was five minutes of our time. Let's go ahead and get into the July horoscope. So July is definitely going to be an interesting month. I've been kind of alluding to this on Instagram. I also posted about it in the yearly predictions that I did in December or January. Um, we talked about how July was going to be this really hot, literally and figuratively intense, transformative month. And so let's go ahead and break that down a little bit. So as we first move into the month of July, we start off with both Mars and Venus moving into Gandanta degrees. So Mars is going to be Gandanta specifically on July 1st, which has of course passed when y'all are listening to this and Mars will begin kind of easing up around July 7th when this podcast posts. So that's really nice, but just kind of when you're listening to this podcast in hindsight, um, just kind of keep what we're going to talk about in the back of your mind and kind of reflect on the last few weeks. Venus is going to be Gandanta between July 1st and July 18th. It will reach its peak of Gandanta degrees around July 6th. So Mars, of course, is the planet of irritability and anger and frustration. Venus is the planet of love and romance, intimacy and diplomacy. And Gandanta refers to karmic knots. And as planets move over these Gandanta degrees, karmic knots seem to unravel, keeping in mind that the Gandanta degrees are between water signs and fire signs. So every single time a planet moves from a water sign to a fire sign, it gets caught up in this kind of stormy weather. Gandanta can also be referred to as drowning. And I mean, even when we think about the qualities of water and then fire, right, that transition can be rather intense. But as Mars moves over, as Venus moves over, there could be karmic patterns around how we express anger or irritability, how we operate our own sense of control, how we feel into our own sense of empowerment. And with Venus, of course, the obvious is love and relationship and intimacy. So in this period of time, just kind of notice what comes up. There can be some really deep, latent karmic matters being revealed to us now, and it's an opportunity to heal, an opportunity to find balance. And when we express our frustration, you know, we have Mars for a reason. It's not that we should never be angry, that we should never be upset. Even when we read about deities and gods and goddesses, they experience rage, right? Um, and of course they are 
they're different than us. They're not humans, <laughs> but it's, it's that model of like, we have this full spectrum of human experience and human emotion for a reason. And so it's okay to feel angry and upset. Sometimes we can never, you know, ask for what it is that we want because we don't want to rock the boat. We can never engage in conflict. We don't stand up for what we believe in out of fear of uh, losing affection. And when we do that, we're completely abandoning ourselves. And so having this really strong Martian energy, it helps us stand by ourselves in confidence and not be afraid of arguing, not be afraid of rocking the boat a little bit because we have faith in ourselves, you know, and, and faith that we can navigate these things. And then with, and that's just like one example, it could show up in a multitude of ways. And then with Venus, of course, issues around intimacy, how we give and receive love, how we feel safe in those types of situations, patterns that may occur in various ways. You know, it's so interesting that my therapist and I talk about this a lot is that, um, our wounds and our patterns are created in relationship and it only makes sense that they're healed in relationship as well. Therefore, relationship and intimacy truly is a spiritual path. And it's how we learn so much about ourselves and how these patterns are revealed. You know, I saw this really funny meme on the internet once and it was saying like, you know, I've been single for six months and it's amazing that all of my personality disorder characteristics have disappeared. It was just like someone being goofy, but it's true. Like when we're by ourselves, we're not getting activated. We're not having anyone to brush up against. But then when we're in relationship, these patterns come to the surface. It doesn't mean that anything is wrong with us. It doesn't mean that anything is necessarily wrong with the relationship, assuming that the person wants to co-regulate and wants to have a harmonious connection with us. Um, but as they come up, ah, then we can see it and then we can heal it. If it's never coming up, we never have the opportunity to heal it. So a relationship is really a beautiful opportunity of self-realization, I believe. And so, you know, we could view Venus Gandanta as like this horrible period of time where things are getting rocked and maybe we're going to get triggered and whatever, but we could also choose to view it in this other light of this opportunity to heal. It's completely about how we perceive it and how we choose to engage with it. So that's a little bit on Mars and Venus Gandanta. Mars and Venus are both karma control plans right now, and they've been moving together for the last several weeks. Mars governs Aries. Venus governs Libra. Rahu is in Aries. K2 is in Libra. Therefore, Mars and Venus become karma control planets. And so because they are both moving together in their Gandanta, a, like really pay attention to the themes now, really pay attention to the themes in your life and the themes globally. It's something that we're meant to adjust. And we'll come back to that in a moment. So also at the beginning of July, the planet of Mars is going to be in the sign of Leo. Mars will be in Leo until August 18th. So from beginning of July until August 18th, the planet of Mars is in Leo. Typically, I love this position. And also, this position of Mars is definitely going to create a lot of conflict and heat and potential turmoil towards the middle and end of July. So the reasons I like Mars and Leo is because Leo is ruled by the sun. 
And Mars and the sun have this really amazing relationship. It's like synergy. That's kind of what I think about. And when Mars is placed in Leo, I also see it giving us this really bold and courageous energy and energy that supports us in taking leaps of faith and really following our passion. And it's also going to give a lot of bravery, like again, just like a lot of valor, a lot of fearlessness. And so if there has been something that has been in the back of your mind, an action that you've been wanting to take, a plan that you've been wanting to execute, something that you've been wanting to get off the ground, and it's like a passion project, something that you feel that your heart is so invested in, this is such an amazing time to move forward with those plans, to really take action. And it's an amazing time to stand up for what we believe in, to share from the heart, to protect and to defend. You know, there may be an opportunity in some of our lives where we have the opportunity to defend a friend or a family member or defend an idea or a value. People are going to be feeling very passionate around this period of time. And I think that passion can be great because I don't believe that much change can happen without passion. Um, and when people feel very passionate, they can also be rather chaotic and destructive. So kind of keep that in the back of your mind. I think that people are going to be uh, feeling that. So the planet of Mars is going to be aspected by both Jupiter and Saturn. And so it's really important, you know, if you are one of these people who wants to take this leap of faith or uh, do something from the heart or create something, get an idea off the ground, we want to remember the optimism and faith of Jupiter. We want to integrate the faithfulness, right? We want to have trust that the universe is supporting us with this idea and we want to have the optimism and we want to have uh, the knowledge, but then we also want to have the structure and pragmatic, pragmatic energy of Saturn to keep ourselves moving. Because sometimes when we're really excited and we're passionate, we'll start something and then forget about it. The energy of Saturn can help us sustain and to be motivated long-term and to be consistent. So we want to remember both of these things if we are beginning any type of project. And I'm a firm believer that if something comes from the heart, it really is destined to be born. So really try to tune into that heart space. What to be mindful of is that Leo is a fixed sign. There can be a tendency to be stubborn and arrogant and to think that we're always right. Try to be mindful with that. It depends on where Mars is transiting for you or if you have plants in Leo, but definitely notice if you have a tendency to be stubborn, to think that you're always right, um, to be fixed in ideology. And this is kind of what I was mentioning earlier is that I think that there, I mean, I know that there will be conflict this month. Um, and I believe that it will have a lot of this fixed, stubborn energy that comes with it. So we need to watch out for things like arrogance and uh, stubborn behavior in ourselves and in the world around us. And I mean, even if we're talking to someone who we love and maybe they're being a little stubborn or have a tendency to think they're always right, it, you know, trying to navigate that as gracefully as possible. The other thing to watch out for is Leo really thrives with praise and validation. And honestly, I love the sign of Leo and 
for a multitude of reasons, but I think this is one of like the most endearing qualities is that they, they do so well with like praise and support. Um, and also sometimes there can be a tendency not to try something with fear of there not being an accolade, fear of there not being praise, fear of not getting recognized for what it is that they're doing or what it is that they create. So again, with this energy with Mars and Leo, there may be this tendency of like, oh man, I did this thing and no one's recognizing it. Or I did this thing and I didn't achieve an accolade. Or what if I don't achieve an accolade? So I'm not even going to try. Try not to let that get in the back of your head. Try to create because it is from the heart and it is something that you feel is destined to be created. Try not to get stuck in this uh, mindset that things are only worthy if they receive external validation because it can be a really tricky place to be. Gotta operate from the heart and just really trust that. And there have been people throughout time who have gone against the grain and there have been so many naysayers or people who have doubted them. And then years later, their work gets recognized. So try not to forget about that. We never know what's coming, but that's not necessarily the point. (laughs) The point is that if it's something that you can't not do, if it's something that's from the heart, it's so important that all of us follow that. The other thing that I want to mention with Mars and Leo is that this will absolutely bring issues for leaders around the world. I do see big changes happening, big transitions happening. I think there's going to be a ton of pressure. The reason that I say this is because Leo is associated to leadership and it is associated to the kingdom. Um, Saturn, of course, is in the sign of Aquarius and there is this opposition between Saturn and Mars. This is an interesting combination. Leo is more about tradition. Leo's the kingdom. It's about lineage. Aquarius is revolutionary. It's the future and it's the people. And now we're having this opposition occur. I do believe that there is going to be this push-pull between doing things the way that we've been doing and doing something that's new. Breaking out of the mold, viewing things with a new perspective and moving into a new paradigm. This is amongst us. And I've been talking about this for a long time. I'm going to bring it back up later because I would really love to get a little tangential about this. Um, It's really amazing to see what's unraveling if you've been following the astrology. Very, very fascinating. But staying on the topic of Mars and Leo specifically, I see this push-pull between lineage, how things have been done, leadership and people, revolutionary ideas and change for the future. I kind of see this happening. So I wanted to note that I'm looking to see if there's anything else I want to say about Mars and Leo. Oh, it's going to be really hot. You know, this is going to be a really hot summer. I've been mentioning that, of course. I mentioned it on the previous podcast. I don't want to be redundant, but just notice any heat issues, um, issues related to heat or fire. It's definitely a good time to get your AC checked, the AC in your car checked, especially if you live somewhere like Texas, uh, Nevada, Utah, uh, you know, Arizona, any of these hot places. It's important to get things checked preemptively just in case, because I do think that we're going to have some heat issues and nothing is worse than having something go out and then calling to get it fixed and it being days to get fixed. So just make sure that everything is working well now. So Venus is going, this is, this is, I've been looking forward to talking about this. Venus is going to be in Leo between July 7th and August 7th. Venus is going to retrograde 
in the sign of Leo. So I actually like, again, Venus in Leo. I think that Venus in Leo has a lot of really amazing opportunity. And the reason I say that is because Leo has really beautiful nakshatras in it. It has the nakshatra of Magha, which is all about lineage. And it's a very regal nakshatra, a very royal nakshatra. And then it also has Purva Falguni and Uttara Falguni, both of which are associated to marriage and luxury. And so Venus and Leo in general, I actually really like that transit. It's amazing for indulging in intimacy, indulging in relationship, and, and also indulging the senses. If you're not in a relationship or if you're, you know, focusing on self-fulfillment right now and whatever kind of dynamic you're in, Venus and Leo is the time to buy clothes that really make you feel powerful, really make you feel good. Maybe they help you stand out a little bit more. It's definitely a time to focus on confidence in whatever way that looks for you. You know, I have a friend who's probably gonna listen to this, but she's like, I don't know how to describe it. When my nails are done, I feel more confident. If I get a chip in my nail, I don't feel right. I can't leave. I have to like fix the nail. She also has four plants in Leo, mind you. <laughs> but it's things like that. You know, we all have our own things where when we do them, we feel a little bit better. Maybe getting our hair cut, maybe getting our hair colored, getting a new pair of heels, like the things of material reality that just feel fun and good to revel in. Right. And I think again, it's like confidence is key and Venus is the planet of beauty and art and luxury. I should also say this is an amazing time for art and creativity and expression, writing, painting, poetry, just not getting caught up in what we talked about in terms of like, um, not doing something out of fear of not receiving praise. This is a time to be led from our heart and do things for our own fulfillment. Nothing feels better than to create because we want to, or to wear clothes because we want to, or to do our hair because we want to. And it's for us, you know? So this is a time to really tune into that. And it's a really beautiful opportunity to do so. And then again, when it comes to relationship, because Venus is associated to the Falgunis. It's just a sweet, intimate time. And I also want to say that we should be a little bit mindful again when Venus is in Leo. There could be a little bit of an arrogance. There could be a little bit of a stubborn nature. We should watch out for that in regards to our intimate relationships as well. Now, Venus is going to retrograde. And this is very significant. Venus is one of the karma control planets right now. Very significant. So when Venus retrogrades, the karmic themes that come up will be very potent, especially if you have plants in Leo that Venus is retrograding over, especially if you're in like a Venus Dasha, if you're ruled by Venus, this can also be very powerful. If you're a Taurus moon, Taurus ascendant, a Libra moon, Libra ascendant. So Venus is going to retrograde on July 22nd and stay retrograde until September 3rd. We can usually feel the energy of the retrograde about a week before and a week after. I have noticed Venus retrograde to be one of the most palpable retrogrades that we experience. It seems to really influence people. Because Venus has to do with intimacy and love and relationship, when Venus turns retrograde, 
relationship issues come to the surface. And this year, because Venus is a karma controlled planet, we're going to have the opportunity to heal some really deep stuff potentially. You know, some of us may not feel it. It depends. I mean, feel it as much. All of us are going to feel it, but feel it as much. It's going to be the most potent to those, again, with uh, Venus and Leo, um, or excuse me, planets and Leo. Plants also in the later degrees of Cancer, if you're Venus ruled or Venus Dasha. But some of these really deep things can be coming back up. And it's important to remember that when a planet is retrograding, it's an opportunity to redo, to revise, to reestablish, to reorganize. And so if there is one of these relational patterns or patterns of intimacy that's coming up that is not serving you, it's an opportunity to reorganize that within ourself. And if there's something that we never really reconciled with someone or we didn't heal with someone, it could be an opportunity to go back and heal and redo, you know, revise the situation, so to speak. Going back to the concept of relationship being a spiritual path, all of us are individual souls on our own karmic journey. And relationship, in my opinion, is one of the most beautiful mirrors that we can have for the development of our soul and for that opportunity to heal. But I think it's important when we're engaging with other people to remember that they're on a path too. And it's so, it's such a beautiful opportunity to heal karmic ties with someone, even if we're not with them. So treating people with dignity and respect, even if, you know, we, we have no intention of being with them. Like some of us will ghost other people, or maybe we had a really bad breakup with someone and we regret it, or there's something that we've been wanting to say and get off of our chest. Like this could be, I'm not saying to like dig up a toxic relationship or to like re-engage with someone who isn't good for us. But I think that most of us can relate. There have been these relationships where maybe they've been really significant to us and they ended on a bad note or we said some things that we didn't quite mean. And if we're feeling called and if it's important to us, this could be an opportunity to um, heal that or amend that. And there could even be an opportunity, you know, like people from the past may reach out to us and we may hear, hear from people who we haven't heard from in a while and exes can come back. And that being said, like be mindful because if we do have those less savory relationships or people who haven't contributed very positive, positively to our life, it's important to kind of shore up the boundaries beforehand and just kind of know that as Venus goes retrograde, there can be some interesting things coming to the surface. So that is what I'll say. So Venus will be in Leo from July 7th until August 7th, Venus will retrograde on July 22nd. So what will happen is that Venus will be in Leo on July 22nd. It will retrograde August 7th. It will move back into the sign of cancer back over those Gandanta degrees. So what's going to happen is that Venus will be Gandanta simultaneously to be retrograding. So this is an intense time potentially for relationships and intimacy. There could definitely be some things coming up to the surface, but when we have it in the back of our mind and when we kind of expect the energy to be a certain way, it gives us so much agency to work with it. And this is an opportunity to see things more clearly for ourselves 
and for relationship. It's an opportunity to better observe how we collaborate with someone, how we work with someone, how we express ourselves and how we give and receive love. That's what Venus is all about. So just notice what kind of comes up, nothing to be afraid of, just something to kind of prepare for. So Mercury is going to be in the sign of cancer from July 8th until July 24th. Mercury has been in the sign of Gemini, which has been very positive for Mercury. Mercury governs the sign of Gemini. It's really helped us in getting things done in being organized and making plans and strategizing. The sign of cancer isn't the most hospitable sign for the planet Mercury. Cancer is ruled by the moon, which is all about the emotional mind and uh, being led by the intuition and being led by feeling, whereas Mercury is led by the intellect and led by logic. So during this period of time, definitely be mindful of battles between the head and the heart. There can definitely be some situations that feel potentially confusing. It honestly could be a time where we're really seeking security in some way or seeking shelter in some way. And there may be something that's kind of inhibiting us from doing so. There may be this inner sense of restlessness, this inner sense of maybe like incompletion in a way. And so it's really important to attend to ourselves emotionally, attend to ourselves spiritually and not expect the external world to create a sense of stability for us. Again, in some of our lives, there may be a lot changing. There may be a lot of movement. And so try not to rely on the external world for that sense of calm. It's an important time to really create that from within. And on the positive note, cancer is the sign of the homeland. It's well, that's not as positive. I should say cancer is the sign of home, land, real estate, property, vehicles. This is a good time to strategize with these things. I feel like we've kind of been in cancer season. So some of this may be redundant, but it's an amazing time to reorganize the pantry, reorganize the closet, get rid of old clothes that you don't need anymore. It's a great time to strategize again, like your garden. If you're trying to grow new vegetables or grow new plants, it could also be a time of having uh, really constructive conversations with the mother. So if you've been needing to have an important conversation with her, if you've been needing to convey certain ideas with her, this could be a good time. This could be a better time for communication. I do see there being just like a general busyness and restlessness here, as I mentioned. So there could be some shifts and changes happening again, attune to the heart, really keep your spiritual practice on lock. And that is going to help things feel so much more smooth and um, it's just going to bring a greater sense of ease globally. Again, mercury and cancer, honestly, it creates, um, it's, it's not the most supportive energy. And so I do think that this is going to contribute to some challenges and discontentment. And I do think that we need to be mindful about how much consumption we have of the media during this period of time, what we're seeing in the news, what we're seeing in the media may contribute to that sense of restlessness and anxiety. So if you're someone who will listen to the news or read certain articles online, just be really careful 
with how much you consume because it may be contributing to anxiety, even if we're not necessarily aware of it on the personal level. Again, really notice if themes come up with logic versus the heart head and the heart uh, confusion Try not to have everything mapped out at once. This is a time of really leaning into the heart center. There's so much happening astrologically that's encouraging us to lean into the heart and to focus on inspiration. We don't need to have it all figured out, right? Mercury likes to strategize. It likes to plan things. It's not the most supportive sign for it. Um, The more we try to plan and the more we try to control right now, it may create a greater sense of discomfort. And so this is a time to release and let go of that a little bit and just kind of fall into flow and trust your heart and trust that you, that you're going to know how to take care of things as they happen. So just trust your heart one step at a time, one action at a time, have faith in yourself and know that you'll be able to handle everything as it comes your way. So the sun is going to be in the sign of cancer from July 16th until August 17th. If you were born between July 16th and August 17th in the sidereal system of astrology, your sun is in the sign of cancer. Happy birthday to all of our cancer sons. We absolutely adore your ability to make everyone feel included and loved and secured. We are so grateful for the nourishment that you offer your emotional intelligence and attunement and your amazing ability to create a beautiful home. So thank you so much for all that you do and how you inspire us. So with the sun in the sign of cancer, this is also a time to focus more on the fourth house. That's what cancer represents homeland, real estate, maybe healing the relationship with the mother. There could be opportunities to have those conversations that are productive. Um, Finding bravery and vulnerability was a note that I took for both of these transits and really during cancer season of this year, because Mercury and sun, they're opposing Pluto and Pluto is so powerful and it has this opportunity to create a death and a rebirth effect. And so if we have had issues with vulnerability or opening up or standing strong in what we're feeling, what our opinions are. This could be a time to step out of that comfort zone and really find bravery in our ability to truly express ourselves. There could be some shakeups around the house for some of us. Um, there could be repairs that need to be made. Part of why I was saying to get everything checked out now. Um, and I do, you know, be, be mindful with vehicles and anything that you're traveling in. It's a time to be really ec- I mean, honestly, as we move into summer, it's going to become increasingly important to be mindful while traveling. So be careful and really take good care of yourself. But globally, cancer is the homeland and the sun has to do with leaderships as well. So we're having a few different configurations happen that are suggesting issues with leaderships, issues with the homeland. I think the month of July is going to be interesting for these things. And I do think that we need to keep an eye on global leaders and structures of government, people in high positions of power. There can be some pretty big changes happening here, especially with that Pluto aspect. There could be some sort of big change happen or um, maybe, you know, some type of, uh, some type of big change, perhaps some sort of death and rebirth in our own personal lives. It's, 
important to be mindful of matters involving control, vulnerability, vengefulness, or regret. These are some things that may be coming up. The desire to control issues around expressing ourselves, maybe feeling spiteful and vengeful. And there may be things from the past that come up, especially as Venus goes retrograde. There may be like this energy with regret or nostalgia or fixation on the past and just try not to get sucked into that, right? There's nothing that we can do in the past to change anything in the present. So it's more important to focus on how we are going to create life moving forward. Um, let's see. Pluto is going to square Rahu around July 22nd, which is reiterating that big karmic matters may be coming to the surface. Deaths and rebirths may be occurring around the world. Um, on a personal level and even globally, this is an opportunity to begin again, but in order to begin and to grow something new, we have to release what was. So I just kind of wanted to recap very briefly. I've been talking about this since 2018, so I don't want to be like incredibly redundant, but it's been so amazing to see what has been unfolding. So again, since I started astrology now, I've been talking about this Pluto return that is occurring for the United States. We've never experienced this before. Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. It's the planet of great power and it's in the sign of Capricorn for the United States, which is government structures and finances, currency, economy. And I think it's so amazing to see in the external world what's happening with Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and also this push to digitize wealth. And it's becoming more and more of a reality. I think it's such an interesting thing. And the United States is going to have its exact Pluto return in 2024 in the fall. I think that great change is on the horizon, and I think that we are going to experience something. Again, this is for the United States, but everyone in the world will be influenced by it. But I think that this is such an interesting time to be alive because we get to witness the first Pluto return of the United States. And I think that we're going to move into a time that's just completely new. And when we're looking at the revolutionary energy that was happening in the United States when it was born when it was born, quote unquote, when it was established as the United States, which I'm going to try not to get, you know, on a tangent about, um, anyway, sorry, my mind is going in like many different directions. Essentially, when we're looking at that type of energy, I think it's something, I know it's something that's resurfacing now, and it's going to be something that's even more prominent next year. And it's been so amazing to see the types of people who are running for president and wanting to try their hand at being a candidate. We're having people who are completely unlike anyone that we've had before. And I think it's incredible to witness. And it just kind of brings me back to this energy of Aquarius. And Aquarius is the sign of the future. It's the sign of humanity and the people and people coming together to heal and so this month, as we have Saturn and Aquarius opposing Mars and Leo, I think, I think that we're going to see a lot of this theme arise, but Saturn will be in Aquarius until 2025. And so I think it's really offering us this amazing opportunity to lean into something new and to maybe have the opportunity of approaching leadership in a new way. Um, 
something else that I wanted to mention is, is just recently I've been focusing on politics a little bit more than usual. Honestly, I got like completely disenchanted. Something that I've been thinking about is that there's so much corruption in the world and there's so much corruption in the United States. And it's just blown my mind that we've never had a candidate. We've never had a president who has pushed back against the corruption And it's like, it blew my mind because we, or at least I, I'm sure other people have thought about this already, but I have been so ingrained into this, into the system of corruption that I've just expected all of the presidents to be complicit. I've just expected all of the politicians to be complicit. And now that there are people who are actually challenging that and wanting to make a change and and really wanting to make a change for the well-being of the people. I'm like, what? (laughs) How has this never happened before? But anyway, I think that we're going to be seeing more of that. And I really want to promote that. I just want to throw this out as an idea to contemplate that we have this amazing opportunity on the horizon for a death and rebirth. And is this possibly, is this possibly going to offer us an opportunity to approach things in a new way and maybe reveal how some of this how some of the system has um, been so eroded and corrupted. And is it possible to create a new system that is actually by the people and for the people? So that is where I'm going to end my tangent. It's a very interesting time. I've been doing a lot of astrological research and continue to do so and will continue to do so. And I'm excited to share what I find with you all. If you'd like to schedule a reading, I am offering 30 minute readings. You can sign up at innerknowing.yoga. My Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. My Patreon, where you can hear weekly horoscopes is patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.